welcome everyone to this uh, latest Bolt from the Blue uh, podcast, or should I say podlet? It's just a, a very, very uh, brief one. Uh, obviously, we didn't pod uh, very much about the last two games. They, they were very unproductive, but uh, we'll talk about them uh, briefly in um, a short um, State of the Union uh, before uh, Brighton. And so I've got with me uh, Ray. Ray, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing grand, man. I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm just booking up my next year's uh, two trips to Northern Ireland and hopefully at some point I'll see you there. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, Ray, um, obviously last couple of games a little bit unproductive. Let's talk mm -hmm. about them just a little bit. Have you recovered now from the uh, the <laughs> Liverpool situation? Yeah, yeah, we recovered. We had two games. We, um, if I'm right, we, we didn't score a goal. Mr. Harland, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, uh, all these... People talking about Haaland scoring 125 goals this season or something ridiculous or whatever. You know, two two blanks. He's drawn two blanks, which is... Uh, well, he didn't play one game, so he, that's why he drew a blank. Sorry, I get myself confused there. But the, obviously, he was safe for the Liverpool game and he drew a blank there. So that's a bit of a disappointment. I'll talk, we'll briefly talk about that. Uh, should we talk about the um, Copenhagen game? Yeah, uh, OK. So that was the first one that we yeah. didn't really pod on. So... Um... Yeah, two two major incidents there, uh, Ray, and I'm sure you remember what they are. Well, we had uh, the Maris penalty save or miss. Uh, even Bernard, when I chatted with him, he said he'd have saved it, and he's in his mid-60s. It was a poor penalty. You know, um, he hit a good height for the goalkeeper to save. Um, you know, we were generally on top. Uh, that I think that goal would have opened them up. I think we would have been on to a comfortable victory. I mean, we didn't start with the first team. You know, we were resting players, which is fair enough, um, which is what you'd expect because the Liverpool game was the biggest uh, fish to fry of that week. Uh, and then we had the Gomez sending off. I thought I think those were the two major incidents. Gomez, uh, yeah, a poor decision making from him. Some people want to defend him. Nah, you can't. He was on the wrong side, and there was no need to foul the the player. You know, um, he was outside the box. Um, he player would have had to control the ball, I think, take it forward into the box and then beat Edison. If he beats Edison, City are 1-0 down. With 11 players, I think you'd bank on City to come back and win that game. With 10 players, very, very difficult. I think the way Pep's system is, the way Pep sets his team up and the way he wants us to play, he needs 11 players on the pitch. I think Bernard said his stats from uh, uh, you know when we go behind, it's really, really difficult for us to come back. Um, and guess what? Guess what? The man himself, Mr. Bernard Dunedin's in the house. Bernard, we were just talking about you. It was all uh, very uh, uncomplimentary, of course. <laughs> and we just talked about mentioned the, 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 the save that you would have made for, for Copenhagen and, and the Gomez sending off. So I'll let you jump in on the Gomez sending off because I just said it was a silly thing to do, it was a mistake. The kid is just a young kid, he's naive. And uh, once you're down to 10 minutes, you don't come back. No. Well, we've said it before, haven't we? I can't, I can't personally remember a Pep team with 10 men. Actually, I mean, we've took leads and we've, we've increased leads, haven't we? Um, in the past, we've gone like one or two nil up and then we've lost the games and with 10 men, we can't do it. And Gomez, well, he'll, he'll learn from it, won't he? But uh, he's not played since, has he? <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. Indeed, indeed. And uh, now that Bernard's here, we're just going to go very, very briefly back to the the, the Mares thing. Um, he's not a learning machine, is he, Mares, when it comes to the taking penalties? Oh, 
Well, I mean, when he puts them in the top, top bins, he's fine. But he, as he said, he did exactly the same the week before, put it in the same spot, and the goalkeeper learned, and he just went the right way. And I think I said the week before, if he'd gone the right way, he would have saved it. And he did save it because he went the right way again this time. So, yeah, I don't want to see him anywhere near penalties for a while. Just keep him away. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I was listening to your um, your uh, your stream with Ray about that. Ray, you you have your um, your uh, your theory about penalties, which uh, are, revolves around three particular scenarios. Well, I think I can't basically, you either send the goalkeeper the wrong way, you put it in the top bins, as Bernard said, or you put it right in the corner along the floor. Uh, and it has to be firmly struck, and that's it. You know, I don't understand why players don't practice penalties to do exactly that. If you're doing a penalty, and even if you uh, we've discussed, it, if you send the person the wrong way, but it's in the middle of the goal, or you know, it's an easy save if they go the right way, I don't think that's a great penalty overall. You know, you have to be really good to fill them. So you know, you want someone like Yaya Toure, Mario Baratelli. You know, I think Yaya Toure is number one. Of the in the list of uh, basically, he's got a hundred percent Premier League record of all the players who scored at least ten penalties. He's the only one with a hundred percent record, eleven out of eleven for City. He never missed. Uh, you've got to hit that corner. So if the goalkeeper goes the right way, you still score. Top bins, bottom corner. Just practice, practice, practice those two things. You know, sorry for me if I see a player consistently hitting the ball, even if it's as I said, sending the goalkeeper the wrong way. Uh, in in the middle of the of the goal, I'm thinking when the goalkeeper guesses the right way, it's a save. So why why leave them on penalty duty? You know, I'd have brought Harland on in future. I'd bring Harland on just for the penalty, then sub him off. That's it. Let him score and sub him off again. Uh, yes, it's taking the piss, but the job's done. Let's move on. <laughs> well, it's interesting, isn't it, Bernard? Because um, you'll remember this uh, better than I can, but. Um, People always talk about whether it was Yaya Toure or, or Mario Balotelli who was the, the better penalty taker. But I suppose uh, Franny Lee uh, merits a, a shout in there as well, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, the trouble with Franny Lee was if, if the keeper got an hand to it, it went in anyway because he hit it that hard. It didn't make any difference. He just smacked it. I think I'm fairly sure I saw him miss one or two, but uh, the, he just put power behind it. And don't forget, he was. Um, you know, he had to repaint the penalty spots in those days. They were covered in mud and God knows what. So the the poor keeper probably couldn't move it when he was up to, you know, with his studs in the mud anyway. So he just ran up, blasted it, and uh, there you go. It either went through him or went through his hands. Frank Lee was a guy who won so many penalties, basically, because... He was uh, he was his. Well, he, argue, he argues that though. He argues he didn't, and I've I've checked the stats, and he's quite right. I think Rodney Marsh won a few for him and stuff like that. He he took him, but he, he didn't actually win that many. It's a bit of a fallacy that I think All when right. you look at the stats. He was the more salad of his day <laughs> when he won them. You know, I, I, there's one I remember. It was just so obviously a dive. You know, it, it's just. Uh, uh, but no. Um, he was he was a good in attacking penalties, but it's what you need. You can, I've said it many times. You cannot afford to give up any opportunity. You know, uh, penalties one of the best chances you've got of scoring a goal. You've got to stick it away every single time. Well, guys, this being a little bit of a recap po uh, pod, we will uh, we we just recap the, uh, the second Copenhagen game, but we're going to talk about Liverpool just a little bit. Not that many incidents really in this game, too, guys. 
we're very, very defensively sure, uh, sure-footed in, in, in the first half. But then, of course, uh, there was a goal that we scored that should have really stood, Bernard. I mean, the way the, the referee had told both managers before the game, he's not going to do anything unless it's serious foul play. But then he broke his own rule. As soon as we scored, it was the tiniest of tiny shirt pulls. And that, that, that in my view, that was a cracking goal. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was more likely to get jorts off for Ireland's uh, effort on the keeper, wasn't it? More than, than what happened before that. It was something and nothing. Uh, the thing is, obviously, it's all right letting the game run and run, but as soon as there's an incident, the AI gets involved. So it was always going to happen at some stage. And as soon as it happened, he was sent to the monitor. That's the end of that. Uh, goal cancelled. But I think what frustrates me about the Liverpool game was, you know, we're so much better than Liverpool and we didn't... We didn't in, you know, instill ourselves on the game at all. You know, we played to their pace. They were quite happy playing the pace they were playing. They knew they could hit us on the break as and when they liked. And I, I just thought, you know, it's just that one-off game again where, you know, all, all respect to Pep, I, I just thought he wasn't brave enough. I thought Greeley should have played and took on Mr Milner. Good God, Mr Milner looked like... He made... He made Golden made Milner look as though he was a still a world-class player uh, you know Milner had a great game and Gomez had a great game and that's because we just didn't take it to him we we didn't we just played to their pace they were happy with that if they got a draw fair enough if they nicked one fair enough and that's exactly what happened and just a bit disappointing Bernard has Fordham been pocketed by two 37 year olds recently because Ashley Young did he take him on I don't remember him taking him on <coughs> yeah it's, it's a dis- it's very disappointing that Pet once again, it's changed his tactics. Liverpool were there for the taking. I said before the game, the minimum we needed out of this game, the minimum was not to lose. A draw would have kept us, was it 10 points clear of Liverpool if they'd won their game in hand? Now it's going to be seven points, which is, after 10 games, is nothing. I think 10 points, honestly, very hard to see Liverpool coming back from a 10-point deficit with 28 games to go if City carry on at a reasonable level. Seven points, I don't think it's a big issue coming back from that because, you know, we've still got to play, play, play some bogey teams like uh, Spurs. We haven't played a uh, bogey team there. We've got to play Arsenal, who are doing really well. So, you know, it was an opportunity missed. And I, I'm not... Yes, if we if we won the game, we'd have been over the hill and far away. We'd have been uh, uh, gone into the distance and Liverpool never have caught us. But the minimum we had to do, the basic, basic minimum was not lose. And what you don't do... Is have all your players up there and have one player on Salah when for the break. You've got to have two you've players. Got, you've got four defenders there. Four defenders. Which one would you want on Salah? Which one wouldn't you want on Salah? Those four defenders. And it was the guy who was on him. As simple no, no, as that. I don't mind Cancelo's pace. Cancelo for, for the pace, fine. Um, he's, he's probably got more pace than some of the others. But stupid. And But you had four defenders. Where were the other three defenders? They weren't too far away, but they're all on the wrong side of Salah. And it's, yeah. it's crazy that you leave... What happened to the back line? So looking after, after each other, looking for that yeah. offside. What happened to the line of two or three players in a line? I mean, it just didn't... It was like a diamond shape in front of him. Yeah, and, and they were looking to, I guess, to pick the ball up and keep the attack going. But you're leaving Liverpool's, arguably, their most dangerous player one-on-one with the defender. That should never have happened. You should have given up some of your attacking um, um, prowess or potency by having a second defender on Salah. If Salah's up there on his own, you keep two men back. And if, if needs be, with two men, 
if there was a second defender there, um, Cancelo could have gone through the back of Salah, taken a yellow card, mm. knowing that there's another defender well, there's there. No, there's, there's no City players on a yellow card at that stage, so just yeah. take the hit if you need to. Yeah, but he was on his own. So if he'd taken Salah out there, I think he'd have got a red card. If he'd taken Salah out, he'd have got a red card there. Yeah, true. What true, I'm yeah. saying is, at that point, we're on. We're, you know, we're attacking, but we should have two men on Salah. He's their danger man. That's where the danger is. You cannot afford to let a goal in. And Pep, Stroke City, they did that. They, you know, the defenders are on the wrong side. Only Cancelo there. It was a dumb thing of Con from Cancelo to do. Dumb. All he had to do was stand up. He was behind. He was right behind Salah. Why is he trying to? He tried to nick it, didn't he? Tried to nick it. He tried to nip in front of him. Nick All he it. had to do was use his body, use his strength to stop him from from turning easily. And in that half a second, another defender would have turned up, and then mm. yes, then kick Mr. Salah or whatever you want to do. But just hold him up for that one second, half a second. Let somebody else come back, and then you can take the yellow card on. Or, or look to defend it properly. Diving in, you give yourself away, and uh, whatever you, whatever City fans want to say. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to show it as a handball. They're trying to show it as a slap in the face. I, I can't see it. The ball didn't seem to change direction to me. So stop, stop looking for stuff. Whatever, whatever City fans want to say about Edison, he weren't ever going to save that. Okay, no. and and I'll, I'll give Allison his due. Allison saves. Saved a lot of penalties, Alisson. I think he saved nearly half the penalties he's faced. He saves a lot of one-on-ones. He might not be as good with his feet as uh, as, as uh, Edison, but as a as a goalkeeper, as a shot stopper, um, I think he's he's well clear. And you know, and I don't. Well, let's be honest about it. The the actual usefulness of Edison is is not as the as as important these days. He doesn't do it much. We don't have those sort of uh, long balls as much now. He's comfortable around his box. Of course, he is playing out to his defenders, but certainly, he do, you know, his assists, his assists that we said, oh, he might get three or four assists a season. They've sort of dried up because people know what he's capable of now. So, it is but he still can obviously confidence wise. You're still confident having him at the yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Uh, spraying it around you. Yeah. Indeed, guys. I, I, and of course, after this game, Liverpool went on to beat West Ham 1-0. And I made a joke, Ray, about us playing them back into form. Is that what we've done? I think, <laughs> so I think well, West Ham were unlucky not to, or naive not to get something out of that game. They had a penalty, which was saved. They had better chances than Liverpool. I think the expected goals for West Ham was over two. They were expected to score more than two goals that game. Liverpool was, I think... Either under one or just above one. So I think all that West Ham game through was that Liverpool are in form. It's as simple as that, and we should have we should have beat them. Simple as that. Look, they, they raised their game a little bit for, for, to play us, but we should have gone for it. We should always been going for it. Whoever we're playing this season, we should be going for it. Um, but but I mean, what happens? You you one nil down. We may as well lose two or three nil. Why didn't he make any substitutions again? Why why does he carry on playing in the same same dross that we played for the seventy odd minutes? So, you know, just you know, we may as well lose three nil. It doesn't make any difference. Do something, and you know that's it. Really, it's is annoying. With that. It's what is it? Eighty ninth minute, he brought Alv. Eighty ninth minute. What is what was the point of that? What was the point of doing that? No, uh, <laughs> it's mistakes all over, and that's. What is gonna that's basically for all the wonderful stuff Pep does, that's what holds us back in the odd game. We saw it in uh the FA Cup two seasons ago against Chelsea. We were horrific, really. Oh, he changed the team up so much against Liverpool last season in the FA Cup. We got battered. Um, 
So he changes things around. The Champions League final, we've seen it in so many Champions League games. That's why Pep is great at winning the league, but not so great at winning the Champions League uh, with, with City because he doesn't back himself. Simple as that. As, as Jamie Carragher said to him, City have got the best team in the world. And I think we have. Certainly the best squad and probably the best team. But we're not backing ourselves, you know. There's no point being flat-track bullies. We should be backing ourselves to beat the big boys as well. And as I said, if we got that draw against Liverpool, 10 points clear, 28 games to go or whatever, I don't see Liverpool coming back. And I think City just have to be steady eddies. If we win 20 out of 28 games, we'll probably win the league, in my opinion. Um, you know, and we, if we didn't win at least 20, we'd be disappointed. We'd, but we'd have been on about 85, 86 points. I, I normally say 90. If you get more than 90 points, you're probably going to win the league. Um, or you're going to be very unlucky. 20 wins. If we draw with Liverpool, 20 more wins, two or three draws, I think we win the league. Now it's in the mix. You know, can we catch Arsenal? That's the worry. <laughs> Well, that, guys, that was going to be my next question. Uh, how many more games do Arsenal need to win before we start taking them seriously? Because City fans are still not are still not really taking them very seriously. Yeah, but I, I can see, I can see them certainly getting to the World Cup break uh, without losing the game. Looking at the games they've got coming up, and to be honest with you, they don't want we probably don't want the World Cup to come at the moment because there'll be you know, momentum, all that sort of thing. And yet, nine out of ten, you know, that's City's form, isn't it? After after Christmas, winning nine out of ten. And, you, hey, all credit to him, all credit to Arteta for his, uh, obviously, he's looking as always, he's sorting his City job out for the future at the moment, isn't he, the way things are going. So, uh, all credit to him. And, uh, yeah, why not? I think they've got three or four easy, winnable games now to the World Cup. Uh, you know, and obviously, nothing. we should have three or four winnable, winnable games. But, uh, say, if we drop another point or two, we will be starting to worry just a little bit. I know we've all, because it's a pod, that we've only got about five minutes left, guys. But here's a question I, I want to pose to both of you. Let's say two years' time, Pep leaves. He said, that's it, guys. I've, you know, I've won back-to-back -back Champions Leagues. I've won... Uh, Premier League four times on the bounce. You know, we did the, you know, we did the quad uh, where we won all the trophies and we got 100 points in the same season. He said, that's enough. It's time to retire. Would you think, would Arteta come up to Manchester to be Man City manager or would he stick out at Arsenal? Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. He's not the first name on my list um, to replace um, well, yeah. Let's say let's say Big Sam's not available. All right, after Gerard, after Stephen Gerard, <laughs> who do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of hoping, you know, a little bit romantically, that by that stage, um, Vincent Company would have um, done something serious and he would be in contention. But uh, that would be my my hope. But uh, definitely, um, he he would be a candidate, wouldn't he? Having ha having been in the the Pep school of... Uh, would, of he, would, he, would he give up on Arsenal and come? That's my question. Would he give up on Arsenal? That's a that's a very good question. Uh, of course, he used to play there. Uh, so he's got a set of perhaps a longer uh, tradition with them. Um, Why would he? I still don't think, I don't think he's got any reason whatsoever at this point in time to give up on Arsenal, has he? Yeah. But one thing that we have to mention, uh, Ray, is that we are officially the best club in the world. What did you think about that <laughs> reward? Honestly, does that mean Frank, that's a lot of balls? Let's be honest, it's a lot of balls. Real Madrid won La Liga, they won the Champions League, and I think they won the Copa del Rey as well. So they won it all. We won the league, okay? And that's it. So 
there are times when we've, I think, been unjustly um, dealt a bad hand by, uh, you know, for, um, especially in the Premier League, when, you know, we, we, our managers don't seem to be able to win the manager of the year. Even, you know, Pep, when he got the uh, one all four trophies, still didn't manage to get the manager of the year. I think that went to Klopp or whatever. So we're, we're hard done by there. But here, come on, guys, you know, We've had seasons where we've been so much better than last season, so much better, um, and we've not won anything. In, and to win it above Real Madrid, I'm not buying that. I'm not accepting that. So, you know, I wanted, I wanted us to win stuff on our own merits, not because someone feels sorry for it. Well, talking about, you know, whether things are deserved or undeserved, Bernard, uh, KDB uh, <coughs> came in third for the Ballon d'Or. What did you think about that? Yeah, well, I, I don't. I'm not going to suddenly rave over the Ballon d'Or. I think they're a, they're a waste of time. They're just uh, super Miss World competition for footballers, aren't they? I've no, I've no real time for it. We don't. Uh, KDB, let's face it. I, I, I'm sure there's better players. Uh, I don't think he's had the greatest season this season, but obviously it's based on last season. He did okay, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was absolutely brilliant in the world. But I don't know much about other. European players, but it doesn't worry me, Mike. Uh, the Ballon d'Or, it's just, just, uh, just uh, well, for me, we're, we're number one club, but City are the number one club for us anyway, aren't they? With, you know, every day of the year, every season, every year. So that's what I put on Twitter. You know, they're, they're my club, my number one club every year, every day of every year. So uh, that's all that matters to me. Well, Ray, let's talk about the prospects for the next game. Brighton, obviously, they're still, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in an, what I would say, a, a an unexpectedly positive uh, sort of situation. But no, they're not. No, they're, I, I'll dispute that straight away. Since Spotters left, they got that draw against Liverpool. Uh, they got beat the next game without scoring. They got beat the next game without scoring. And they had a nil-nil draw against Brentford. So they've got two points in four games and haven't scored for the last three games. They're there for the taking. We should be going there. We should be pumping them. I predicted 5-0. Five 5-0 nil. Five nil prediction. But, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, Bernard, uh, the 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 uh, the wheels have fallen off Man City in the last two games. Are you as confident that it's going to be a scoreline like that? Yeah, three, four, five. That'll do. That'll do for me. If we don't, we may as well just give up now. Just 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 wipe out the season if we can't. If we can't be turn Brighton over tomorrow. Okay, nearly finished now, guys. With this little podlet, uh, Ray. How much sympathy do you have for uh, Steven Gerrard at this point? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, absolutely zero sympathy. The guy spent, or oh, either just before he arrived, and at his time at Villa, I think in the last was it three seasons he spent some was it three hundred and fifty million quid? Yeah, they they bought recently. They've got Leon Bailey. Sorry, what's all that about? They, you know, they're buying the wrong players. Um, the players that they bought haven't done the business, and they're just going backwards so i'm sorry i've got zero sympathy for mr gerard couldn't happen to a nicer man how about you bernard will you be saying a prayer for uh, for mr gerard tonight no i'm sure he's crying all the way to the bank mate like all managers do I, you know why would we feel sorry for managers he'll, he'll stroll into another job and he's got to have a nice uh, you know we'll have plenty of money in the bank so i'm not certainly not worried about mr gerard that's for sure well, guys, I, I'm just the, the 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 last two games. I mean, you, if you were expecting full uh, BFTB BFTB pods on both of them, I think we can all agree it's better that we didn't actually because they were pretty. They were too. <laughs> can you imagine they, trying to eke an hour's worth of content out of that Copenhagen game? I know, I know. That's what I thought, and also even the Liverpool one. 
Um, apart from um, a couple of moments of drama, it was not very uh, eventful either. But um, obviously you've heard from the lads here uh, that uh, things are looking up um, against Brighton. Guys, any other business or can we draw a line under this one right now? The Brighton game, we'll talk about uh, probably what else has been going on in the world of uh, Liverpool and Man City and, and Man City in general. So I'm sure we'll catch up then. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll do that. Final thoughts, Bernard? Yeah, there's, as, as Ray said there, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and uh, let's get back on track. Absolutely, guys. Well, we've got other other pods and streams and, and other things to do, but um, it's good to be with you for, for this short time, but we will be back with you properly after Brighton. So we'll leave it here and in the normal way, in the normal way that we always do say, until then, have one on us and up the blues. Up the blues, guys. <laughs>